0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Comic Source Podcast. I'm your host, Jace. Uh, today, we're going to talk about a, a recent book that was released focusing on one of my favorite characters, the Hulk. It's called Incredible Hulk, World Breaker, Hero, Icon. The author, Rich Johnson, longtime uh, comic book industry veteran, is here to talk all about it. So, Rich, thanks for taking the time to join me. My pleasure, Jace. So why is Hulk one of your favorites? You know, it goes back to the uh, Bill Bixby TV show. When I was a kid, that was my okay. introduction. Um That and the super friends cartoon really were my kind of gateway. Why I wanted to, uh uh you know, collect and read comics. I, actually, I've told this story in the podcast many times, but I was on a trip, first grade camping trip. My mom used to take me like, as soon as I could read, that's all I wanted to do. My mom used to take me to the library once a week and I got this Charlie Brown book and it had an article in there or a few chapter, what have you about collecting things. And it had different examples, stamps, bottle caps, coins, and comic books is one of them. I was like, I I love to read and the little store by my grandparents' house had comics. I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna collect comics. I want to collect something that sounds cool. I get to read. And that was just, yeah. So that was like five years old and it just took off took off from there. So uh yeah, how about you? What what did you have a specific reason that you've done the Hulk? You've done a few others, we'll talk about that in a second, but why the Hulk?
1: Well I mean the Hulk is certainly, you know, of the He's one of the first Avengers, as you know, as you probably know. So he's one of the mainstays. You know, he's been a huge part of the MCU and the and the comic scene for a long time. So it just makes sense to do the Hulk.
0: Yeah. And for those of you watching us on YouTube, you can see back behind Richie's got his other two volumes of the, this hero icon uh, on his shelter. So Captain America, Avenger, hero icon, Spider-Man, web slinger, hero icon. So m- plans
1: to do more of these in the future? Yes, there are two more coming out. Um While it's not listed on Amazon yet, so you can't do pre-orders yet, I'm currently um finishing up The Avengers will be the fourth one in the series. It'll be five total. So I got
0: a chance to check out an digital <clears throat> copy I was saying before we recorded. I, I have to go buy a physical copy or I'll order it from Amazon, what have you, because I can't wait to, to really dive deep into it. Give us a little bit of an idea of kind of the structure and, and what this is, because it is a mixture of prose. But you also have plenty of, uh, of examples of different eras that are actually pulled from the, the comics. So give, give our listeners an idea of, of yeah. the layout.
1: Well, the idea between me and, and Jessica Fuller, our editor over at Rizzoli, um, was, um, you know, you walk into a bookstore or a library or a comic shop and there's a wall of Marvel and DC books and, you know, it's 80, 60, 80 years of publications. And you may have gone to see the movie, you may have seen the TV show and your your brain kind of goes on fire, like, where do I begin? Mm-hmm. How do I start this journey that I want to take with these superheroes? So the guide is is broken up into what you need to know about the characters in order to sort of enjoy the story. Um, in in a way, it's it's a guide. So the easiest way to to, to get it is with the Captain America book. Uh, we level off at private, corporal, sergeant, and captain. So at the private level, for those stories, you really need to know very little about Captain America to to know what's going on. And the higher you go up in the chapters, the more continuity you need to know about the characters in order to understand the story better. And then, so- of course, we pull art from all the different stories that we've decided to, to write about, and that process is, you know, I ask friends, fellow fans, scour the Internet, you know, what are the best Hulk stories? And I make up a list, and then we send it out to Rizzoli and Marvel, and they give their opinion, and we go back and forth, and, and we cut it down to about 30 stories per book that we talk about.
0: Yeah. And what's interesting when we talk about the Hulk versus these other two characters you've done before, uh, in, in a way, the Hulk has gone through more change in a lot of ways. There's sort of different versions. I mean, obviously more recent <clears throat> Captain America, there's the Falcon era and what have you when, uh, or when Bucky was, uh, or, uh, Barnes was, uh, wearing the costume or what have you. With the Hulk, there's been all these different iterations. You got the green Hulk, you got the gray Hulk. There's times where he's been more of, savage and kind of unintelligent yep. in the Hulk uh, persona, other times where it's been uh, almost an amalgamation of Bruce Banner. And sure. Hulk. So I, I sort of feel like it maybe was a little tougher to to pin down different eras of the Hulk to, to
1: focus on giving somebody a, an overview. It is a little bit. Um, and then you've also got the times when Banner is sort of the out of control one. Mm-hmm. when he's going through his crises and his mental breakdowns and he ends up in an island like the island of Dr. Moreau and you know, he's trying to build a way to make basically other hulks out of things and suddenly you've got a dinosaur hulk and a dog. It's just crazy stuff. Yeah. So he, you're correct, he does change over time. So the stories, I mean, there's there are certain ones that just pop out you know you got to do. World War Hulk, Planet Hulk, you know you got to do those. Um, plus you're fodder for the movies too. Mm-hmm. some of the movies done so i i think one of the difficulties with hulk is that as you said the different versions of him sometimes he's a bit of a villain because he goes crazy and does destructive things and sometimes he's the good guy who's the avenger or the superhero helping helping people out so much like the character itself you know the stories can be a little schizophrenic as he is
0: Yeah, that's a good point. Do you have a a favorite era? Like if you had to pick one or two favorite eras of of the Hulk?
1: You know, there's a Peter David story that we did. It was a, I'm trying to, you're going to task me now. It was a sequel to one he had done like 10 or 20 years earlier where it was short and sad. It was a shriveled old man wandering a post-apocalyptic earth. It's Bruce Banner. And he just can't die. I thought that was just really moving and interesting. So I, I did like that part. I also liked quite a bit Planet Hulk and World War Hulk. How about you? Did you like the earlier stuff better? Where he's more of the you know, Hulk smash Hulk, you know, run around yeah, and thing? You know, as much as I appreciated the recent Immortal Hulk run,
0: and I've talked to Al Ewing, he's been on the show to talk about it, uh, and it was interesting getting back <laughs> to that very first issue, Man or Monster. Uh, I think it goes back to my love of the Bill Bixby TV show and, and sort of wanting that man against the world feel, you know, where he's kind of on the yeah. road, he's being hunted. So I go back to kind of the Bill Mantlo era and kind of after that pardon, when he lost control again and was out on the, uh, the road and people were hunting for him. I think that's
1: probably, but again, you know, you go back to when you're 12, 13 years old. And that's yeah. Exactly oh yeah. that's that, it, that's a big, a big, Same with me for comics. That's how I get into reading. I think my mother, you know, she would give me an allowance. She was a single mom living with her mother. And she'd give me an allowance and I'd go to the local grocery shop, mom and pop grocery shop, and maybe stacks of comics. And I'd pick up, you know, all my favorites. Um, And then, of course, you know, I had a sort of a falling out with comics in high school. And then what dragged me back in was in 1986, Neil, uh, I'm sorry, Frank Miller's Dark Knight Returns. Okay. Yeah. Where I sort of like, what, what is this thing? And then I got back into it. So for the whole, interesting that you you got into it, Early on via TV. So, did it bother you that the stories were a little bit different? Like he was named David Banner in the show. So, when you got to the comics and it was Bruce Banner, did that bother you at all? You know, it didn't. And then, you know, getting into it, and
0: I just had the type of personality when I get into something like I dive whole hog. And so, you know, I, I came along later enough. There were interviews from Stanley and he was talking about even he would, met, Stan would mess up names once in a while. And so it wasn't a big deal. I've read that. Yeah. yeah. You would forget. Yeah, he would forget, and so it's not a it's not a big deal, you know. Robert, David, Bruce Banner, what have you? Uh, but it is interesting. You go back for those that don't know that the guy that um, like produced the TV show, he didn't want him to be green, and that was like a line in the sand that Marvel, yeah. Know, like yeah, he wanted more serious, more realistic. But I think it worked. I mean, it's still still you can still watch it on Peacock,
1: and it and it's still great. Yeah, I got on. the Blu Ray set of it, so yeah. And exactly. the and the movie Hulks, what did you, what was your opinion of those? Uh, you know, I love the Ed
0: Norton one. I, I w- nothing against Mark Ruffalo, but I would have I would have liked to see Norton continue
1: in the role. Do you Do you have a favorite live action Hulk? I, I do like Ruffalo a lot. You know, I can see your point though with Norton. Norton Norton as an actor, you know, alone is just seems like a tortured soul. Yeah. So he really kind of fits the Bruce Banner mold. Um, I, I really did love at the end of the the films when when Ruffalo became merged them together. Yeah, you know, was was the had his brain inside the Hulk's body. Yeah, that's another one of my favorite eras. That kind of goes to the Peter
0: David. I think Professor Hulk is kind of the the. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's another one of my.
1: And did you like
0: Amadeus Show as the Hulk? You know, I haven't read a lot of the show stuff. Uh, that was kind of in the middle of me changing careers around that time, and so while I was still buying a few comics, I didn't, haven't read them all. So yeah, I a lot of totally awesome Hulk. I've never read a single issue of it. <laughs>
1: I, I found those interesting because one, he wore the proper pants. They were never torn. Right. He was you know, he figured out a way to to construct a pair of pants that would, you know, expand and contract with him. Um and because he was a young he was a young, sort of arrogant kid, um, sort of in the vein of Peter Parker and Spider-Man, mm-hmm. where he had flippant remarks and stuff. So I thought that level of humor was sort of interesting with the with the Hulk.
0: Yeah, the other thing that Marvel has done very successfully, DC to to a lesser extent, you kind of think about these families, right? Like, it's not just Bruce Banner as the Hulk. You know, you mentioned Amadeus Cho, but we've also got She-Hulk that has a couple of um, chapters in the book. Hulk, do you want to talk a little bit about some of the other characters? And and there's a villain
1: in there as well. Actually, what I really, really, really loved about She-Hulk was even on the cover, she just breaks the fourth wall. Yeah. Um, You know, very Deadpool-ish. Later on um you know I think there was even one cover where she threatens to come to your house and rip up all your X-men comics if you don't buy this issue yeah that's on this one they relaunched her might have been the first issue I'm not, I'm not quite sure but I, I thought she was just a fun character um and I liked that she you know they made her very smart they made her a lawyer I think they did right by her and she seemed to be very charming and the actress who plays her on the TV show. I've only seen the first episode. I haven't seen all of it. Um, I'm tr- I'm, she was in Orphan Black. I'm blanking on her name. My daughter would kill me right now because she is one of my favorite—my father- daughter's favorite actresses because of Orphan Black. Um, I'm just blanking on her name. Um, I thought she was a good choice for the role. Have you seen the show yet? I haven't. I haven't. I'm not. I uh, Tatiana... Muslani.
0: Yeah, Muslani. Yeah, there you go. yeah. Good. Uh, no, I haven't. Uh, listeners of the podcast will know I, I feel guilty when I watch the movies or TV shows because I think I need to be reading comics and putting out podcasts. I'll get to it. I'll get to it. I'll get to it. I'm I'm up. I've actually caught up. There was a long time I hadn't even seen the first Avengers. I'm up to Doctor Strange. You haven't? I have now. I have now. The okay. pandemic gave me time to get caught up. But as far as the MCU, I've seen everything up to Doctor Strange. I haven't seen Doctor Strange, uh, the first one, or anything that's come after it yet. So I haven't seen Endgame yet. Any of that I'll get there I haven't seen, dude I know I know 12 year old me would kick my butt uh but yeah <laughs> I focus more on the the source material um but you mentioned She-Hulk and that's a good um uh definitely a good character cuz she came so early right she came in the 70s there's a sa- savage She-Hulk uh, section that talks about you know her origin and what have you um maybe that's a good segue to talk a little bit about you know, we mentioned they're broken down into chapters, and it gives you kind of an overview of, of what you need to read in order to understand that sort of part of the history of the character. How do you decide what to go in there? Because ultimately, you want this to be a guide, like you said, and you don't want to spoil it because you want people to go and read the source material and enjoy yeah. it.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's the goal. It's not yeah. that a challenge. So in the writing, I try to give I – I, I've been in sales for a long time. I was a VP of sales at DC Comics. I'm in sales now at Diamond Book Distributors. Um, I worked at Scholastic in sales. When you go pitch a book, what you have to do, because on average with a buyer, like if you're going to Barnes & Noble, you've got like a minute to pitch the book. So you have to condense the story down as well as you can in order to convey it to grab the attention of the buyer, right? So I have a little more. These are about 450 words or so. So I try to give enough of the story to intrigue you and try to throw in a couple of little fun facts, both from a, you know, a, as what do they call me, the, the description of the Hulk, they call me the um um a nerdy insider. You know, my nerdy insider facts about stuff. Um and try to make it where the reader's gonna go, yeah, I want to know more about that. Plus the art is there to help sell it too. You know, the art is gorgeous, it's blown up some of the panels. It's it's really an effective tool, I think, and, a, and just a beautiful art book um, to take a look at. So I just try to hook you a little bit, and and and, and get you enough that you're going to want to you know go to a library, go to a comic shop, go to the bookstore, wherever, go on Marvel Unlimited and and look up the stories.
0: Yeah, and there's reference in the back. We'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, but the other thing I don't want to touch on, you mentioned the art. That's the thing. Like you you could have done a you know more deep dive into the history by having more prose and, and less artwork. But you're right. I mean, this is to get people interested in the comic medium. It is a, a perfect marriage of of visuals and words. And you're right. This is an amazing art book because it, you start off with Jack Kirby, right? <clears throat> and you've got the John Byrne yeah. stuff. And then you've got John Romita Jr. Uh, when yeah. Jones is writing. I mean, it's just, it's a good overview of not just kind of the history of the Hulk as a character, but also the art that has defined certain er uh, eras of the character.
1: And in some ways, just a history can, I think get a little stale and it may be a little bit boring. I mean, this is, you know, let's talk about the stories. Let's talk about, you know, kind of what made the Hulk or Captain America or Spider-Man or the Avengers, those characters, what made you love them? It was these stories that you connected with, you know, you've mentioned a few specific stories. You asked me what my favorite stories were, you know, and I could do that for, for, you know, Captain America and, and Spidey and Avengers, you know, there are certain ones that just kind of grab you and you. One of my other favorites, now that I think about it, is um, I'm a I've always been a huge fan of Jeff Loeb and Tim Sale. Oh, yeah. A huge fan, just an enormous fan. And that dates back to even before I started working at DC Comics, I was reading A Long Halloween, mm-hmm. which became a real staple at, at DC in their book program. Um, and he did those, he did Hulk Gray, he did Spider-Man Blue, he did Daredevil Yellow, and Captain America White. And those are ones that you don't need to know a lot about the Hulk. But the art in that, as compo- compared to John Romita Jr., or even Alex Ross, who, you know, I adore he's a, a friend of mine. Um, you got to just admire that art. It's so accessible and so gorgeous. And when you see it blown up, you know, one page blown up on a, on a, on a book this size, it really kind of stops in your tracks.
0: Yeah. yeah, It's definitely a a huge, huge loss when we, uh, when we lost him. Yeah. Well, we mentioned that there's a few other characters. If you, let me put you on the spot here. If you'd had a few more pages, right? So we've got Hulk, we've got Amadeus Cho. We've got, uh, we mentioned She-Hulk, Abomination's in there. uh, Thunderbolt Ross, Red Hulk is in there. If you had space for one or two more characters in the Hulk family, who do you, who else do you think you would have
1: added? Is there anyone that springs to mind? Well, it's interesting because he's also in the Avengers. You know, Rick Jones always pops up. That was the one I thought. I was surprised not to see Rick Jones in there. You know, but he's, I mean, there's, it's interesting because it, there are some stories that deal with him, but he became other characters i mean he is in he's prominent in one when he's abomination
0: mm-hmm.
1: but you had to focus on the Hulk, you know it's Hulk all the time it's she Hulk it's Amadeus it's it's really about him, and like I said, Rick is there but and he's in a lot of those stories actually, so he's sort of like a constant presence. You know what I mean? How about you? Was it Rick or was it somebody else? Yeah, no, it was Rick. But then
0: what, you know, hearing you talk about it, I'm like, yeah, you kind of, right. you almost have to do, and it would be interesting, right? You could do a book on Rick because he's, he started off as the Hulk sidekick. He's so integral to the origin of the Hulk. But, you know, then there was a time he was with, with Steve Rogers and there was a time that he would switch places right. in his own with, right. uh, with Captain Marvel, you know? So, right. Yeah, he he's definitely had his time. And then it's kind of a, as a sidekick to the Avengers.
1: He's like the go-to sidekick sometimes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He know? definitely was. Uh, well, we mentioned the reference, you know, and you mentioned th- this can be a gateway into picking up the other stories. In the
1: back, there is a sort of a big bibliography. Do you want to kind of tell people what that is? Yeah. In the back, it's actually um, a, a creator list too. Um, it lists the stories. It lists who did them. It lists what year it came out. Um, because one thing that Marvel does, um, you, you sometimes have to do a little bit of research because they they do alter the formats of the trade paperbacks that come out. You know, they actually, speaking of Tim Sale, they just released a large oversized edition of, it's downstairs, so I'll show you, of um, the Tim Sale um, Spider-Man story. And they're doing it with all of them over time. So some of them may not, be called what you think they'll be called. So you have to make, so they have to do a little research online and then find out what trades they're in currently.
0: Yeah, it can be hard. Uh, I talk about it on the show all the time, especially with launching volumes. A lot of comic book publishing companies have gone to kind of a, season, a seasonal format. They're kind of following TV. So you're getting constantly getting new number ones,
1: which three right. two, three, four. And if you say, oh, it's Hulk issue three, well – But which volume? (laughs) Right. And sometimes they'll end up in a big omnibus, you know, focusing on the authors or the artists. So they could be, the stories could be in there. So it's, or there could be a standalone trade paperback. So it's sort of all over the board. Yeah. Well, being a a lifelong comic reader, when you sat
0: down and said, okay, I'm going to do Hulk, was there a lot of stuff you had to go back and
1: like reread in depth? Was there stuff you had read for the first time doing research? Oh, there's a lot of stuff I read for the first time, you know, like you. We have limited time, right, yeah. and working working in the industry, it's even more difficult. Sometimes, um, you know, I used to say that I used to read comics for pleasure. Now it's a job, yeah, which is which is different. So there, there's a lot that I haven't read. So yeah, there was like I never really like you. I never really read the Amadeus Cho stuff. Gotcha. So that was all new to me. So yeah, there's a lot of new stuff. And actually, one one character I probably knew the least about as a kid, my go-to characters were Batman, Spider-Man, Fantastic Four. For some reason I did not, did not read X-Men. I don't know why back then I didn't. Um, I love Sergeant Fury and the Howling Commandos, but uh, Captain America, I never read a lot of Captain America, but he has become one of my favorite characters reading a lot of these stories for the first time. i had read Civil War and the death of Captain America and a few other things. But there is a lot in his in his, you know, backlog that I just never got to. Just never had the time to do. Um Secret Empire is great. You know, I'm I'm sorry, I'm segueing into the other books if that's okay. <laughs> Perfectly fine. It's so interesting because I was the same
0: way. I never read X-Men until I probably was in my twenties. I don't know why. It just it's one of those
1: things. It just happens. You, you got a life. You, you you do other things. You know, I've got a job. I got a family. I've got you know. I travel for work. I um I do play video games, which takes some of my time. I also write, obviously. Um, I have a graphic memoir that I'm working on. So there's a you know, lot going on in your life. So you can be forgiven for not having read every comic imaginable. Yeah, it would be nice to have the time. I I wish yeah. I had that, uh,
0: that time, but. Uh well one last question uh, and then I'll let you go that that first question mark I mentioned it when we talked about a, a, a portal uh, immortal hulk that question on the cover from Stan man or monster uh which is it and you know you explore that a little bit in in here because you can't talk about the hulk without uh and I think there's even kind of a subtitle in one of the chapters is it both uh so where do you come out man or monster on the hulk
1: He is both. And, you know, one of the, I think, challenges of of writing The Hulk is that, think about, on the monster end, in most horror movies or thrillers, the monster is, you don't see a lot of the monster. You know, you don't see a lot of Frankenstein in Frankenstein. You don't see a lot of Hannibal Lecter in Silence of the Lambs. You don't see a lot of the shark in Jaws. It's really minimal. But with the Hulk, when he becomes the Hulk, he's front and center. So to me, that's a little bit trickier writing to make him more interesting while he's out, you know, smashing stuff up. But, but he's both, you know, because you got Banner there. You know, it's the it's Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. You got Banner struggling. Because I said the other day on a, on, one, on a radio show, I said, you know, we all have a rage monster in us and we all have to learn how to control that. And Banner is the control, and he hates it. So he's it's both. He's both. Yeah. How about you, I, what do you think? I do think that's why he's endured as a character
0: because you can go so many different directions with it. You can focus on the man. You can focus on the monster. You can focus on duality. It's relatable because we all have anger issues at times. You know, we've all lost it at one moment or another. And and different writers have flipped it. You know, they flipped it where um, I think it was late in the Peter David run where. When, <clears throat> when he was Banner, that's when he was out of control and was unthinking. Yes, him. yeah, uh, yeah. There's that that real. I think a Gary Frank did the cover, uh, and Banner's in a straight jacket and he's like snarling and there's like spittle flying everywhere and it's yeah.
1: fantastic. So, one funny uh, tip that I did notice reading a lot of these is Banner spends a lot of time in diners. Yeah, well, when you're on the road. <laughs> yeah, take a look at that. He goes to a lot of diners. Yeah, he's got it, you know right in New Jersey here. Yeah, especially
0: in I mentioned that John Romita Jr. Bruce Jones era and in the in your book you talk about it as the return of the monster. And that's again when he's kind of out on the road, Mr. Blue, Mr. Green, what have you. And yeah. He, there's a lot of diners in the, in those issues for sure. So yeah. uh well Rich, I love the book. Like I said, I can't wait to get myself a, a hard copy and I'm probably going to have to check out Captain America and the the Spider-Man one as well. Look forward to the uh, so thanks for the time. Best of luck with sales on the book. Um, and yeah, anything else you want to share with our listeners? Is there someplace on social media or online where they can follow you and know when these things
1: are coming out? I, I, I don't use Twitter, I admit it, um, for a variety of reasons. Um, Facebook is, you know, for me, um, oddly, I use a lot, I use LinkedIn a lot gotcha. where I post stuff, and I get a lot of people looking at it on LinkedIn, so... Yeah, I'm a little bit of a lot. I, I don't do Instagram either. So Fair. I leave that to Marvel. No. If you can avoid yeah. social media, you're probably
0: probably probably better for your mental health. So
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, okay, everybody, go check it out. Hulk, World Breaker, Hero Icon. We didn't go into too much detail, but uh, you can check out the Captain America, Avenger Hero Icon, or Spider-Man, uh, Web Slinger Hero Icon. I look forward to the uh, upcoming Avengers book that uh, will cover a variety of heroes. So again, Rich, thanks so much for your time. It's been great chatting. And to all you listeners, I want to thank you for joining us as always. We appreciate the support, and we'll talk to you next time. My pleasure, Chase. Take care. Bye. You can find the Comic Source Podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, or whichever podcasting app you prefer. Please tell all your friends about us, subscribe, and rate us. The ratings really help with our visibility and our ability to reach new listeners, especially five-star reviews on Apple.